today on the Jesuit Ranger Experience. I give my predictions for the Super Bowl and we chat with Mrs. Bruce about how her year has gone so far. This and more, all on the Jesuit Ranger Experience podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you to everyone who is listening. My name is Julian, and this is the 25th episode of the Jesuit Ranger Experience, our new podcast as a part of the Jesuit Roundup. I don't know why I'm saying new. This isn't really new anymore. We're already at the 25th episode, which is insane. Um, shows, I guess, uh, how how much effort we're putting into these episodes. But anyway, today is February 5th here at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 1 Road, and this weekend... The Super Bowl is going to be played. We're going to have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going at it in Tampa. First time a team ever plays uh, at their home stadium in the Super Bowl. And I'm going to be giving my predictions, what I think is going to happen. Also what I want to happen because this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be a really fun game. Both of these rosters are stacked. They got so many fun, exciting players to watch. And a lot of marquee matchups that uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing. And we give basically an analysis on the game. It won't be too long as uh, we have Miss Bruce also. Uh, we're going to be doing a little chat with her. Uh, you know, just check, just seeing how the teach, how one of the teachers is handling the coronavirus situation. And uh, yeah. And so first, uh, I'll give my prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, I think. I think the Chiefs will win, although I want, I, I don't know that I want, I don't know if I want the Buccaneers or the Chiefs to win. I think the Chiefs are going to win, um, cause Patrick Mahomes, I think this might be the passing of the torch from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. That's what everyone is saying. And I believe that this game, if he beats Tom Brady, then that's the official passing of the torch as the, the greatest quarterback in the league. Um, I do think, uh, Kansas City is going to repeat. Um, I believe they're going to win uh, the score. Uh, I think the score will be 35 to 28. Uh, there's going to be a last-second Hail Mary from Tom Brady to try to tie it, but it's going to be batted away by Tyron Matthew. That's going to be my final play prediction. Um, by the way, Tyron Matthew is going to be at is going to be safety, and he's going to be facing the likes of Mike Evans. Um, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, uh, Antonio Brown. He's, he's still hanging in the league. That's going to be very fun to see him match up against those two in the, in the deep field when, um, Tom Brady is trying, is trying to throw deep. Um, I'm really excited to see that. Also, um, uh, I also really am looking forward to seeing, uh, uh, the matchup between Patrick Mahomes and facing the defensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, Nadama Kongsa, I keep, I never say that name right. Um, Jason Pierre Paul, there's going to be a lot of, uh, it's going to be very tough for the offensive line, which have been kind of injured, I've heard, from the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's going to be extremely tough for Patrick Mahomes to try to. You know, get out of the pocket and throw. 
Um, but I still think Kansas City is going to pull it off because their offense is insane, as they've proven, even without most, of, even with a broken offensive line, unlike the Cowboys, unfortunately. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs will get it done. As for MVP, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take MVP. I think his heroics against the defensive line of the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be enough for him to win the MVP. Um, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill could come in close second, though. Uh, I believe if the Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, or Tyreek Hill, one of those three undoubtedly is going to be the MVP of the game. As for Tampa, I think it might be Brady. If Tampa wins, probably going to be Brady, honestly, because if Tampa wins, it's going to be all thanks to Brady's terrific throwing, and he's going to have seven Super Bowls more than any team in the NFL. That is insane to think about an individual player having more Super Bowls than any franchise. I think that clarifies who's the real goat here. But um, I'm really looking forward to a fun game. Uh, you know, Tom Brady versus the up-and-coming Patrick Mahomes. This is going to be a very, very, very fun game to watch. I do recommend, if you're not even into football, please give it a watch. It's going to be a gem of a game. You're going to love it. Uh, this might be the game to fall in love with football if you haven't already. And so without further ado, let's head over with Mrs. Bruce to ask her how her year has been going. For our main segment today, we're going to have a little chat with one of Jesuit's most beloved teachers, Mrs. Bruce. So, Mrs. Bruce, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> could you um, introduce yourself uh, to the people who are watching that might not uh, know you and uh, how you got to Jesuit? Sure. Um, I'm Ellen Bruce, and I. I've been a programmer for 20 plus years, and I just kind of decided that I wanted to go back to work after being at home for 14 years, but I had to find something that worked with my husband's schedule, and you know, I had four kids, so I didn't want to be a programmer like I was before, which was kind of a 24-7 job, awesome job, but took too much time, so I um, had taught a long, long time ago and uh, some college courses. So I thought it might be interesting. And Jesuit had a hosting with all the languages that I actually had been using recently. So they took a chance on me and now this is my fifth year. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed to be here and I'm really glad that they took a, a chance on me. Yeah, I remember in class you said you knew quite a few uh, coding languages. What are the What are the ones that you know? How How many do you actually know? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> if I were to, well, we start off at COBOL, C, C sharp, C plus, ASP, PHP, Fusion. I don't know. One time I I labeled it. It was like twenty five languages. Now, did I learn them like in a course? No. Once you learn. I don't know, like four languages. Uh, like Visual Basic is very different from from C, but it's very similar to ASP. And so once you start learning them, you can kind of jump into any language and kind of learn it. And that's what I did at UT and um, some other places. I would just go into a program to update it, and it would be in some vintage language but it was easy to figure out so i just i'm like nope just got a new language so 
that's very impressive. Uh, I wish I could I could know as much as you do, but that's why you're here. That's why you're teaching us, and we're really blessed to have you here. And so, um, uh, speaking of your teaching experience, how has this uh, year kind of affected how you teach in your classes, and how have those classes been so far, and how have the students been as well? Um, it's been it's it's been a transition. You know, I think we all are trying to make it work. It was a lot. I, I was fortunate because I taught summer school and I taught it remotely and I taught it using only RangerNet. And so I kind of feel like I had a head start, but doing the hybrid and tracking down assignments, it wasn't, it was hard. And I didn't think I did the greatest job of communicating with the people online, but I learned a lot through it. And um, now the spring semester, I think that we all kind of get that people might be in class, might be at home, a lot of communication, uh, which has made it a lot easier. I've done a lot of videos, which I've done one or two before, but now everything that we cover, I have a video for. So just in case you missed it or your internet went out at home, you know, you have an option uh, that, you know, it's not all lost. So that's been a really... Uh, fun thing to do and it's easy for people who are even just absent or sick they can catch up on everything that they need to well yeah that's the best part about i guess this whole situation is that you need to get creative and it brings out the creativity in many of the teachers such as you making the videos and that's just that's just a learning process you know you just got to learn how you how as the year progresses and everything will eventually you know turn out well and so um I guess let's move on to a more like interesting question. Like, tell us how does your usual day look now that with with like a remote learning? How how has it affected your day, or what does a day in the life of Miss Bruce look like? Well, you know, not only the remote learning or the uh, what you just said, uh, the theater is is been under construction, and you know, I teach stagecraft, and my office is actually right above the theater, and I think I used to go to it all the time. And this year I've only been to it three times because I, not that it's a bigger one, it's just different. And so I spend a lot more time in my classroom. Um, and I used to, you know, be here and the people would come get help, but now it's uh, more, and it's a better place to, I guess, socialize. Uh, I have people come in for help at eight and how the schedule has changed, which is, you know, obviously a big, a big change for everybody. Being here from eight to eight fifty has really helped students come in, ask their questions. And so I'm here and it's a nice start to the day. Um, and sometimes people just get here early just because they do. And so, you know, we, I can socialize that way uh, and not in my you know, office so much. And, and maybe it's because I'm lazy and I don't want to walk up there because it's blocked off over here, but it's been, it's been different. Um, I, I have a lot of time in my classroom and then I go to eat and then I come back and there's a lot of students that come and do their homework in here or, um, you know, obviously the socializing part or they, you know, have their little meetings in here. So it's my day goes from I teach my class to I have people drop by. And now that we have 10 minute passing periods, you know, I'm able to 
go to the restroom or go get my water filled up. And there's just, it's just a lot more relaxed. We're not rushing around. And I have three to four classes a day and plenty of time to kind of collect my thoughts. One of the biggest things that I've changed is I grade all my homework or all the assignments in class and everybody is ready with their computers and I think I didn't even mention that. That's the biggest, hugest change is that everybody has their own device. And that was really difficult at the beginning because we had to install this software and we had Macs, we had Chromebooks, we had PCs. And and this semester, it's been a lot easier, but I have a lot of time during the day now, which which has been a nice perk. (laughs) Yeah, I... I want to I want to kind of touch on the subject on like how you always socialize with your students. Like every time I walk by, you're always socializing with someone. You're always talking to your students, and I think you know that connection that you have with them is like one of the reasons why everyone loves you. Everyone everyone says that Miss Bruce is one of their favorite teachers, and you know that connection. You're always talking to them like they're your friend. Like that socialization, I think that's something that you know we need more of, and we applaud you for that. And so. Um, you know, I guess, I guess on the topic of that, do you have a favorite memory at Jesuit that, you know, keeps you going or one that you like to think back on that you like to share with us today? Well, I was, I, in thinking of that, there's so many that come to mind, you know, last year, the students from last year were my first freshman class and, um, I have a lot of memories, but one that sticks out that keeps me going and is kind of hopeful for the future for sure is, you know, our immersion trips. And I do the rising senior trip to Guatemala. And so knowing the students here as they are, as we, you know, talk and we have classes and we're in Dallas when we go to Guatemala and it's, you know, out of their comfort zone and we just have such an amazing experience I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to students here that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can go. I mean, obviously it needs to be safe for us. It needs to be safe for, you know, the Vivamos Mejor down there for us to come. But it's something that kind of is always in my thoughts because I have a bond with them here. And then we have a completely different kind of bond in Guatemala. And I'm just crossing my fingers that we're able to do that this year. Yeah, well, that's very inspiring, and we, we thank you for that. And so um, thank you once again for joining us on the show. It was just a little in, uh, just a little chat to see how you've been going with this unusual year that we're living in, and we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, speak with us today. And uh, we wish you good luck uh, with, the rest of your, with the rest of your classes, and you know, hopefully we'll see you at Jesuit for, for a long time. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you once again, listeners, for making it to the end of this podcast. If you like what you heard, you can check out the Jesuit Ranger Experience podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. We upload episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays, so make sure to check back often for new episodes. We hope to see you next time.